0: Hi, Stitched for Success family. I am taking a little bit of a break over the next couple of weeks to enjoy the holidays, spend some time with the family, and just kind of regroup and get myself together, literally clean out my closet, give away some things, reduce, reuse, recycle, all of that good stuff. But I wanted to share with you all a few throwback episodes during this time of a break for myself the first one up is an interview with Jennifer Grayer, former owner of Lollipop Sweet Shop. Though Jennifer closed her business, she was so generous to share with us so many of the things that she learned through the process of being in business for herself for over five years. And I think these are lessons no matter what season you are in in your business, whether you're just getting started or you've been running your business for a very long time. I feel like these are lessons that we all can use. And so I want to share them or reshare them with some of you. Just really quickly before we do dive into this episode, though, I do want to let you know that the planners are in the Become Your Own Boss Planner Just came in yesterday. I'm super excited about it. So if you haven't had an opportunity to go order yours, go to becomeyourownboss.school. That's becomeyourownboss.school. And you can order your planner. And right now for podcast listeners, you can order the entire year and basically get one free. So go check that out. And if you have any questions, feel free to shoot me an email at stitchforsuccess at gmail.com. If you cannot see where you're going, ask someone who has been there before. J. Loren Norris. When it comes to starting our business, there's so many things that we talk about. Getting our business license, setting up our bank account, setting up our entity correctly. On today's episode, we're going to talk about two essential needs that people really don't discuss when starting a business. Welcome to the Stitch for Success podcast. I'm your host, Monica Allen. I'm a wife, mom, daughter, entrepreneur, author, friend, and lifelong learner. For over eight years, I was trapped in corporate America and dreamed of escaping. I took the leap over 15 years ago, retiring from corporate. With just $700 and an idea, over the years, we have grown multiple six-figure and seven-figure brands. I have mentored and employed dozens of other people along the way. The road has not been easy. I have battle wounds, bruises, and scars to prove it, and on this podcast, I share lessons learned from my failures and successes. You will also learn from other business owners who have become stitched for success as they pursue their entrepreneurial passions. My goal and hope for you is that you can learn from our mistakes and our wins and have an extremely successful business that stands the test of time. If you have caught the last couple of episodes of the podcast, you have had the opportunity to hear Jennifer Grayer, former owner and operator of Lollipop Sweet Shop. Jennifer and I spoke about so much in our conversation that the interview needed to be broken up into multiple segments. I think this one is one of the best parts, so don't miss it. Let's get to it. So when you first started, how did you fund opening your business? Oh, child. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, and I know I knew better than this, but I did all self-funding. So I use all of my money to do everything from start to finish for the shop. I know I know better now, but initially I was like, "Oh, I don't want to be, you know, indebted to anyone. I just want to do it on my own and that way I don't have bills and and debts and things to pay so so i saved my money for years and years and years it was very frugal because i knew what my end goal was and i knew i wanted to open up a shop so i saved quite a bit of money for a long period of time just because i knew i had the dream in my head and i knew that it's what i wanted to do so i never thought of getting investments or any other type of like capital infusions i just thought that i needed to save my money And do it myself, probably because it was kind of like a sense of pride and because I didn't want to be beholden to any investors or debt collectors or anything like that. So I did all self-funding. Now, having been in business for five years, (laughs) I would not suggest that. I always suggest now that you use somebody else's capital and somebody else's money who has much deeper pockets, because at the end of the day, You're either going to end up in as much debt, except it's, you know, at least you'll have money in your bank account as opposed to none in your bank account and you still owe people. So I would always suggest, and going forward, you know, when I set up my next venture, I will definitely use capital, somebody else's capital. And it just helps you become well-capitalized initially because you don't really realize how much money you're going to need to keep it afloat. You don't know exactly what your operating costs are going to be. And things like that, because things shift, you have to buy equipment for this and that things break and you have repair costs. You have all types of fees that you have to pay, all types of taxes that you have to pay. So it is way more to consider than when you're first putting your business plan together and you're just coming up with like your initial budgets. So it goes above and beyond that. So I would say get investments and use other people's capital. Still have your own because you still you know, need to have some skin in the game, so to speak. You need to be able to invest in your own company with some of your own resources. But if you have other people that are willing to help you, take the help.
0: Right. Yeah, that is a very, very good point. And Uh we kind of did a little bit of both with bootstrapping as well as bringing on some debt. And so I talk about that a little bit in some of the previous episodes because I don't like debt. It stresses me out. But I also know that it's there. Some of it set aside or it's there in case we need it because you always are gonna need more than you anticipate.
1: Absolutely. And yeah. you know, as good as I was with numbers because finance was my, was my profession before I jumped ship and took the leap. So I've always been really good with like crunching numbers and putting budgets and things together and doing forecasting and making all these numbers like look wonderful. And even coming up with like, you know, the worst case scenarios, but you can never estimate the worst case scenarios until you're actually in the thick of
0: it. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. (laughs) Another question for you, though, did you during this process, did you have a mentor or any type of organization that you are part of anything where you could get outside of those four walls? I know you didn't have much time to do that because I literally know you work 12 hour days a lot of times. But did you have any of that at all?
1: I did not. And that's probably one of the biggest regrets is that I did not make time to network and find people that can mentor me and help me. I think had I done that, I could have avoided a lot of the hurdles that I had to learn how to clear myself. And then ones that I just completely stumbled over and took the hurdle down with me. (laughs) But it, it is hard to see, you know, looking down. So If you're down in the weeds, like the only thing you know how to do is your day-to-day operations. Like you don't know how to stop and press pause to go out and seek the help that you need because you just like, oh, I just got to get these orders done. And it just goes from day to day to day. And you don't like, there's no stop button. If you stop, like something is going to fall apart. So I didn't have, I didn't make the time. I didn't feel like I had the time to make, to go and seek those out, to join any organizations, to even like get somebody's ear for, you know, an hour and sit down and take them for coffee and just pick their brain on how I can do my business better. I wish I had the time to do that and or, you know, I just wish I would have known very early on that I should have done it before I even started the business. You like locking those relationships before you start your business then, you know, perhaps they will come back to you and be like, "Hey girl, I haven't heard from you in a while. Like, how's everything going?" Right. So, you know, like every every now and then like you, like I would catch your attention, you know, like every now and then. You know when we would do pickup or whatever, and you always had good advice for me, and you were a good sounding board. But I didn't have enough of that on a consistent basis to counteract the thoughts that I already had in my head. Like I could have these wonderful conversations, and then like I would come up with all of these great ideas to implement these, you know, these new thoughts that somebody gave me or opened my mind up to. But then you know the next day like it's that daily grind again, and you forget, and you just go into autopilot, and you know right. I gotta gotta make the cookies and I gotta do this and I gotta do that. And so it's hard if you don't have somebody to like stop you, you know what I mean? To grab you for a second and be like, hey, you're doing (laughs) too much and you're not doing it, you know, the most productive or efficient way.
0: Yeah. It's that constant thing of working in the business and not on the business. It's so easy to do that.
1: Yes. It's It's
0: so easy to go back to working in the business, like all the time.
1: Yeah. And not that, you know, not that I have many regrets because like, you know, what I know now I had no idea about before. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. So it's, it's definitely like one of those things. I was like, okay, next time I do this, I'm going to reach out to not only people that have my best interests at heart, but I also need like the, the person that's in the business that's already walked the walk. Because of course the people that, you know, love you and in your corner, like they're going to support you. Unless, of course, they think it's a bad idea and then they may tear you down. Either way, you need somebody that's like unbiased and not, 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 you know, they're not going to tear you down because they want to see you fail, but just because they worry and they don't want you to really be consumed all over again, you know, with the same things that you've gone through before. So it's like a cautionary kind of, you know, sounding board. Whereas, you know, I think I will more so seek out somebody that's already walked the walk and that knows, you know, what I'm about to face and that can like helped me get my foot in the door with, you know, some people too, instead of me having to try to break down the door myself.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, and I would say that's probably one of my weaknesses, like networking, like I can chit chat and talk to anybody, you know, at any time, like I am very good with small talk and, and building like friendship relationships like that. But as far as like business type things go, I always had, that was always a struggle for me. One, because then I'd have to let somebody in on the other side of the curtain, you know, whereas if you're on the outside, like, it looks like she got it together. But if I pull you on the back, you'd be like, oh, girl, (laughs) 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 why didn't you call me six months ago?
0: (laughs) Well, that's the thing. We all have so much to learn, you know, on this journey. And you've probably I mean, you've learned so much in a short period of time, which is just. Fantastic, honestly. I think so
1: too. too. And it came, you know, at a time where I could afford to be a little bit more risky because my child was very, very young and didn't really know the difference, you know, versus, you know, if we have fun in the morning or if we have fun at night. Like, as long as she got like some fun time in, like, she was okay. But now that she's older and her expectations have changed and her needs have changed, right. (laughs) And she will call me out, like, when I am not giving her enough attention, like I was like, I'm not, I can't, I'm not in a place where I can make those type of sacrifices again. So I definitely have to do it different, better, and smarter next time. And so I went through those lessons so that I could.
0: Right. So you've kind of touched on it a little bit in that you've since closed your business. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the podcast, because of course, we hear a lot about businesses that have, you know, lasted 10 years and that type of thing. But tell us about that decision and what led to that decision for you.
1: Sure. So, so my shop was open for five years. And very early on, I made the decision that by the fifth year, my business needed to be able to run itself without me being there day-to-day, you know, doing the, the day-to-day operations and things like that. Like I said, if I couldn't scale back and be behind the scenes, and I needed to completely regroup. So I set that timeline for myself. And a large part of that motivation was because I have a daughter. And at the time when I opened up the shop, she was one. And I said, well, by the time she gets to be like five or six, I'm going to have to, you know, stop sacrificing so much of the time that she doesn't get. And be, and be a little bit more present. Like right now, it was, it was okay early on when she was so young because she didn't necessarily notice my absence or she didn't hold it against me. Um, and <laughs> but I knew like as she got older, like that was going to be different and it might be some resentment, like if I had to miss recitals and things like that. So I made a very strategic decision and I said that, you know, by its fifth year, if it's not running itself, then I need to go back to the drawing board um, because something did not work out the right way so it just so happened that the fifth year was also the year of the COVID, which was (laughs) this year, 2020. And so, you know, I think everything is divine timing. And so my lease was actually up in 2020. And it was the year that I was going to have to come to a decision on what I wanted to do with the business. Was I going to stick with it and keep grinding? Because at that point, like, there's no way that it could run independently of me because I became the brand, and you know the lifeblood of the shop, and we can talk more about that later too. On how to separate yourself,
0: <laughs> I'm still trying to figure that one out. All
1: lessons learned, but I knew that it was it was the right decision and a healthy decision to close it. And I think that COVID kind of pushed me in that direction. So, and I hate to you know put it this way, but I feel like the timing of it was more favorable to me. And I say that because had COVID not struck when it did, like I probably would have continued to try and grind and make it work and make it happen up until the very end. But COVID was like, now girl, go sit down. (laughs) We're gonna wrap this up because you're not gonna stop. And so I'm glad that it actually told me to go sit down. And so I listened, I was obedient and I went and sat down and it gave me time to like really think And kind of go back to the drawing board. And so I knew that the way that I had been operating my business for the last five years, I could not continue it for another five years. So I couldn't make the same sacrifices that I did the first five years and continue to do that and still have, you know, somewhat of a healthy life balance.
0: Jennifer really covered a lot in this part of her interview. Of course, we all know that we need money to fund our business from startup to beyond. If you haven't already, please take a listen to episode 22, where I discuss ways to get money to start your business or to grow your business. Of course, as Jennifer mentioned, she bootstrapped entirely on her own using her own money. But there are other methods of infusing money into your business. So make sure you check out that episode. The two things that many people don't talk about or think about when they begin to start a business is what I want to talk about today. The first one is mentorship or coaching. Jennifer strongly expressed how she thought having a mentor could have possibly helped her in her business. And Ethan and I can vouch for that. If you do not have a mentor right now, I first would recommend stocking your bookshelf. Read, read, read. There are so many books on starting a business, managing a business, managing team members, scaling a business, so many topics. If you're not a big reader, listen to them on Audible. You can listen while working out or commuting, but let those books be your mentor until you can find one. When we signed up for Entrepreneur's Organization some nine years ago, we our eyes were open to so many different possibilities in business. We learned more about marketing, core values, innovation, We have made so many connections beyond the four walls we work in each day. And with every connection that we've made, it opens up our eyes to new possibilities. So mentorship or coaching is key. At the end of this summer, we began working with a business coach. Our business coach, Wayne Curzon, is a certified EOS implementer. And this has been so wonderful for us because it has given us an accountability partner For goals that we say we want to accomplish, Wayne holds us accountable. Working with Wayne has given us a better meeting rhythm. For years, Ethan and I have tried to be consistent with our meetings, but it never fails that something else would come up and take precedent over our meeting time. But with Wayne, we actually have to log in to a portal and record our meetings, which is great. It allows us to keep up with the goals that we've set and whether we're accomplishing them or not. So having a coach, having a mentor, I can't say enough about that. It's so important. I think about it like this because I play piano. If you want to get better at piano, you can practice on your own. But having that weekly piano lesson is your accountability when you haven't practiced and you go to sit down with your piano teacher, you feel really bad that you have not made any more progress in your lesson. So think about that in regards to your business as well. A coach you have to check in with, you have to check in with them and you want them to see that you've made progress on your goals on a direction you're trying to take your business. So if you want to get better in your business, it's best to have someone that is there to hold you accountable for practicing, for accomplishing those goals. The second one is having an exit strategy. Jennifer did an excellent job of having an exit strategy determined prior to her even beginning her business. This is something that we did not do when we started. We were so enthusiastic about starting our business. We just thought we could do this forever. We had so much energy, we would stay up late, get up early and just run, run, run. But now, 18 years into the game, a couple of kids, we are beginning to think exit strategy. We haven't gotten it all figured out yet, but we are beginning to think about it and map that out as we move through our business and grow our business. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Stitch for Success podcast today. I appreciate you listening. I'm so grateful for you. As I mentioned, there's many things that we talk about as we start and grow our business. And funding is huge. But the two things that I feel like we don't talk enough about is having a mentor or a coach when we start our business and as we proceed through our business. It is so important to have that. It's also important to have an exit strategy. We're all very enthusiastic about the entry of our entrepreneurial journey, but none of us really give a lot of thought to the exit strategy. What do we want it to look like when we exit our business? So give that some thought. I would love to hear your feedback. You can email me at stitchforsuccessgmail.com or you can message me on Instagram at stitchforsuccess. Thank you so much again for joining me today. Have a great one.